Hello, dear listener, and welcome to Little Realms, a Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. I am your host and game master, Candace, and... I'm Sarah, and I play Vim. The battle-tested tiefling. I'm Dan. I play Cyrus Sassafras, the elderly, world-weary druid. I'm Nikki, and I am Jarell Goldenheel, the stressed-out elven scholar. <laughs> and I'm Adam, and I'm playing Arden, the stoic half-elven ranger. As they are navigating the many, many intricacies of the city of Mithran. Last time. After finishing our uncomfortable conversation in the lobby of Journey's End, we split up to continue investigating the Faceless. Cyrus and Arden passed on heading back to the precinct, and instead made their way to Coriander's Kiss. That left Jarell and I to spend some more quality time with Rowan. They've agreed to let us look through the evidence locker, and while examining the boxes, we learned two things. One, Rort and Indigo are definitely in league with each other. And two, Rowan is still looking into us. He called Jim Isaacs, the blacksmith who made Liara's lockbox, into the precinct for questioning. Drell and I will have to think quick on our feet to keep Rowan from asking Jimil too many questions. Back to the precinct. I lean over to Jarrell and whisper, I think now would be a really good time for you to be able to ambiently read minds again. It's not quite that simple. <laughs> well, do you have any other way of perhaps eavesdropping on them? How far away are they? The office isn't super big, but they are behind a door, and Henry is sitting at his secretary's desk, which is in the middle of both of those doors. Right. I'm wondering if I can do detect thoughts from here on Rowan. There is also the good old sticker next to the door. I mean, Henry's sitting right there, yeah. Well, he can be dealt with. Uh <laughs> We're not going to deal with Henry. Come on. the bureaucrat. (laughs) Rowan walks out. What happened to my secretary? Jimmel's a human, right? Is Henry a human? Henry is an elf. Um. They're not immune to charm. They just have advantage on the check. She was going to put him to sleep. Yeah, I'm like, how weird would that be if Jimmel just fucking fell asleep? But they wake up pretty quickly afterward. You did notice there's not a window in the door to the room, but there is a window to the outside in Rowan's office. Hey, Jarrell, what do you think about... If we were to get up and take a walk outside and maybe put on some basic no-nonsense guard uniforms and guard the window? You can see this is like a quarter-baked thought Vim is having. 
as she like watches them go into the room. Jarrell says it's sort of a normal speaking voice. A bit of a walk does sound very refreshing. Um, after all this reading, it's been quite a morning. Uh, Henry, do you mind keeping an eye on these files and making sure no one walks off with them? I I guess not. I think we're just going to go grab a drink and have a walk around the block, and then we'll be back. Sure. He nods, and then goes back to, you know, working on a piece of paperwork. Okay. (laughs) So we step outside. (laughs) Okay. There is no way this will go poorly. As they walk outside, Vim will, like, look around and see if there's, like, a a dark little alleyway or, like, somewhere that looks kind of private that they can duck away to real quick. Sure, there's a room closet. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, so as they're walking down the hall, Vim is using, um, we see Vim kind of raise her hand and it, like, glows here and there. And she's just repeatedly casting thaumaturgy on every door (laughs) they see. Uh-huh. Trying to find one that's unlocked, and if it's unlocked, it'll just swing open, and I imagine they find the broom closet this way. Yes. So there are only actually, like, three doors in this building, because there's, like, the entry lobby way, and then the Rowan's office, and then Marinai's office, and then the broom closet. Marinai's office door stays put. Rowan's office door swings open, hits the wall. Rowan pokes his head out, arches an eyebrow, and then reaches for the door and pulls it slowly closed again. And then the broom closet flies open, and Henry very pointedly, like, looks the other direction. I mean, can Henry see us if we go in the broom closet? Yes, unfortunately. Okay, yeah, let's go outside. She closes the door, and then they'll walk out to find an alleyway. There is actually an alleyway behind the building. She does a quick, like, look back and forth. Okay, there's no one looking. Mm-hmm. All right, you know the drill, Jarrell. Now this time we're going to close our eyes and we're going to imagine the faces of guards we've seen before, but not today. And she'll, like, put on her hat and then try her best to remember someone she's actually seen be a guard at the actual precinct from all their visits there. Mm-hmm. And become them. <laughs> Roll a uh, straight intelligence for me. Ooh. To remember an appearance. How does a five make me look? <laughs> he looks like Jim Oldest. <laughs> that would be amazing. That sounds more like a one. <laughs> Vim nailed the no-nonsense guard uniform, but she still has the face of that first townsperson. That she disguised herself as. Jarrell. I guess I'll cast Disguise Self and, and try to do the same thing. Okay. 15. You can pick out a guard that you saw in the square this morning. I'm some like stern looking young woman or something. Really tight bun in the back of your head, immaculately pressed uniform, and you're good to go. All right, what exactly are we doing? (laughs) We are going to stand guard near the door, and we're going to listen. Huh, this sounds like my other one. All right, um, we're going to go stand guard by the door, and we're going to listen, and if anyone gets us in trouble, they they won't know it was us. You mean by the window? I'm, I'm not sure it's such a good idea to go back inside. I think Henry will be pretty suspicious. No, you're right. The window's a better idea. Let's go. What are we going... Oh. 
I cast message real quick and then like grab her by the arm. What are we going to do if Jimmel just tells him about the box? There's no way that's not what he's asking about. It will be bad, but let's go eavesdrop and see what we're going to be covering up later. (sighs) All right. Remember, there's no lies you can't get out of by telling more lies. Kind of squares their shoulders and, and marches out. Roll me deception checks. <gasps> yeah. Oh, man. A four. 24. <laughs> Roll rolled a four. Whatever this woman usually acts like, this is not it. Due <laughs> to the actor feat, I always roll at advantage for this kind of nonsense. I might not look like anybody who works at the guard precinct, but boy, howdy, am I convincing. <laughs> Jarrell's probably sweating bullets. Oh, yeah. They lie a lot, but not quite like this. Like, this is a different flavor of lie. So you walk up to the window. Full perception. Can we kind of, like, peek in? Like, is anyone facing the window is what I want to know. So when you look in the window, Jimmel and Rowan are both facing perpendicular to the window. Mm Mm-hmm. They're facing each other. Jimmel is sitting in a chair across from Rowan's desk. Rowan is lounging in his chair as ever. And then you're seeing both of them in profile as you're kind of like catching furtive glances at the window. And you can also tell they're talking. Ooh, ooh. As they walk up to the window, Finn Mm -hmm. will pull her like and start to like post themselves on either side of this window then we'll do thaumaturgy again and if the window's unlocked she'll try to like crack it open just a little bit Ooh. roll me a sleight of hand okay, okay. oh okay 18 yeah you managed to shimmy this window open just enough to, like, start hearing voices clearly. Hey, what do we hear? <laughs> you hear... First, you hear the tail end of pleasantries. Just like, you know, oh, how is the guard treating you these days? Ah, well, sir, you know, treat me just fine. I mean, some of it's its ups and downs, but, you know, I can't complain. That's good to hear, Jimmel. Now, uh, let me ask you a odd question here. Alright. I have reason to believe that some individual came, or individuals or individual came to inquire about a box that you had made sometime in the past. What would that have... Is that a thing? Yeah, sir. I mean, I didn't think anything of it. Like, I mean... Our boxes we made get bought and sold all the time. Like, that's not... We don't... Is there something to do with it? Yes, in fact, uh, you had made a box for the a Liara, and I was wondering if you could tell me something about that box and what you had been asked about it. And, and Jimmel says, well... I mean, I was asked if I could get into the box, and I told him 
know, like when I sell something, I always have the buyer change the combination to something that I don't know what it is. I mean, that's just basic customer service and all. While this is going on, I quickly, I could cast message again and I'm like, Fem, should we do something? Should we stop him from telling him or, or should we just like let this happen? Oh, well, do, oh, oh God. Nope. I hear a Southern accent and I want to do one. <laughs> well, um, do you think, um, if, do, do you want a distraction? All right. Jarell looks terrified, but then sort of like hesitantly nods like, okay. Vim is like on her thaumaturgy shit right now. And she just kind of like, based off of having seen the room for four seconds, <laughs> Um, and like yeah. kind of peeking through the window a little bit. She's like, eh, I kind of know where the shelf is. Yeah. And she just like is like blindly picking in her head a zone of the room. The shelf starts shaking a little bit and <laughs> tries to like break so, something. So what actually happens is you uh, you feel the earth beneath start to shake. And you hear both Groan and Jim will make like surprised, confused sounds. <gasps> And then you hear a like a distinct crash of a, a glass something breaking, and then you hear Rowan go, oh, my favorite mug." <laughs> what is it with Vim and mugs, man? <laughs> that was very strange. Anyway, uh, you were saying, Jimmel, sir, um, I had her change the combination. I told uh, this person. That most people write down their combinations. I cast prestidigitation to like create like just like the smell, like the faintest smell of smoke in the room. Smell of smoke? Fire smoke. Just a little bit. And Liara had told me that she commissioned the box to hold a pair of hairpins. Uh, sir, I don't mean to, like, be real weird, but do you smell that? And you kind of hear both of them, like, yes, I do smell that. Um, I, for the life of me, I cannot tell where it is coming from. Is there, like, fantasy, like, ambulances or fire trucks that would be making sound if, uh, there was, like, smoke somewhere? In big cities, you have seen fire putting out trucks. You haven't seen one in Mithrin. Okay, that won't stop them. She uses thaumaturgy. Oh my god! <laughs> when when they start talking about like the the smell and the smoke, Vim gets the idea of what Darrell did, and then she uses thaumaturgy to like create the faintest, softest sound of a wee wagon off in the distance. <laughs> <laughs> a wee wagon. Ye old fire truck. Ye old fire truck. Jarell is. Okay, message. I'm not sure we can do much better than that. Maybe we should go get a drink and create ourselves a little alibi. <laughs> That's probably a good idea. Let's go. Do you. Do you hear. Do you hear that? Yeah, sir, I, I do. I do hear that, but I mean, is is anything... And you hear, like, the door to the office open, and then as you're leaving, you hear Rowan go, 
Henry, is there a fire? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. All right, let's go. Let's shed our disguises and go back to that one cafe we went to the one time. The duck one? What's it called? The bread ball. It's the duck one. We got a box on it. It is the, the fresh duck. Over to Arden and Cyrus, who have made their way to the Coriander's Kiss, which is predictably at eight in the morning. People are filing out of it. The sign says closed on the door with the like, you know, will reopen at four, say, in the afternoon. But people are, you know, filing out of it at this point. But it doesn't have like a truly like open sign on it. On the way to the Coriander's Kiss, I talk to Arden. I say, all right, Arden, it's best that we don't bring this up at the first meeting with Nikita. We don't know what she'll do. We should try to get her alone in a room. Let me do the talking since I'm more familiar with the establishment than you. Arden looks like really dubious at letting Cyrus talk. (laughs) But he kind of just shrugs and says, I'll let you talk as long as your talking produces the results that we're looking for. Perfect. And then when we get to the, the establishment and I see that it has the closed sign, I'm like, ah, shit. Well, let's, let's, let's see if we can't make our way anyway. I open the door if it's still, if is, it, is it unlocked? It is unlocked still. All right, I open the door and I walk in. You open the door and walk in. There are people that are cleaning the common room that you have. I think you have all went to Coriander's Kiss. Um, We've all been there briefly. We dropped Cyrus off at very least. So you remember the look of the common room. There's some booths, there's some standing tables, and there's a number of, there's like two or three people that are cleaning things. One of them looks up at you and says, we, we're sorry, we're um, closed for the day. We will reopen at uh, four this evening. If you would be so kind as to come back then. Is Nikita here? It will be real quick. Just a real quickie. I suppose. Um, who should I say uh, is asking for her? Oh, my name is Cyrus Sassafras. All right, I will, uh, I will go to her. And the staff runs off, not runs off, but like walks off into the back room. And a couple minutes later, you're standing, shifting weight on your feet. Nikita comes out. She's dressed in like a sundress type thing. She's got an apron on and she's got uh, gardening gloves like tucked into the belt of it and is wearing like some really sturdy boots not at all fitting with the the place the coriander's kiss is and she says her eyebrows sort of furrowed hello um cyrus came by the other night correct yes i'm glad you remember like 10 or 12 hours ago. Back for more. Mm. Right. Um, is there something I could help you with? Uh, I believe Theo is gone for the day. Oh, Theo's definitely my, my preferred dish, but 
A man cannot live on beefcake alone. Arden is literally like already rubbing his temples <laughs> at this, cringing, but trying his best not to say anything. I told my, my partner here about your establishment and he was most jealous and well, <clears throat> I lean in closer to Nikita. He's a bit of a cuckold. He wants, he's a dirty bird. He wants to watch us get at it. That's his fancy. And I know it's real early, but I promise I'll make it worth it. And I, oh I pad the, the bag of coins on my belt. Arden just kind of says, no, what we're here for isn't business in the strictest sense. We just want to ask you a few questions. He's, he's denying it. He's shy, but we need a private room, you, me, and him, so long as there's a closet he can hide in. And Where do you even get this? Can, can, can you accommodate us? I have tons of money. Um, the... The accommodations are not a problem. You are wanting to set up a a rather uh, a more complex scene than we normally have for walk-ins. Is this something that uh, you, Nikita, looks at Arden, are amenable to? Cyrus looks at him too and is nodding his head. Arden is like totally at a loss for words. It's honestly thinking of just, like, cutting Cyrus down where he stands right now. <laughs> he says, look, if we were here for business, we'd come back a little bit later tonight. We just want to talk to you about something. Oh, there goes my plan. Your plan was awful. No, no, I mean, we've had customers come in and request such arrangements before. That wasn't but uh the weird part is individuals coming in here and one asking to set up a false scene and the other asking for questions of the nature that he won't divulge. Well, I would be happy to divulge them, but he looks around and kind of gestures towards the other staff that are around. Nikita motions to the other staff members to vacate, and they disappear behind curtain. Nikita herself walks behind the bar, pulls a bottle of wine down from the shelf, and pulls herself a glass, and says, Would either of you also like a glass? I'll be fine. I... Had a bit of alcohol over breakfast. It seems like much more than that this early in the morning wouldn't be the best. It seems like it's one of those sorts of days. Okay, now, I know Cyrus's name. Who are you? Uh, my name is Arden. And Arden. rather than trying to hatch some sort of bizarre plan, I'll just tell you straight up, we're here to ask about the faceless. Her expression doesn't change. All right. Well, and I must apologize for this. We may have aided in apprehending a couple of them earlier this morning. Looking for a change in expression. Roll insight. I think I'm too flustered by Arden ruining my plan that I can't tell. So it's a 15 or 16. What did you roll, Cyrus? I rolled a one. Okay. 
Cyrus is disappointed that his plan did not work. Arden, she... Nikita takes a drink of the wine to cover any expression change that she would have had and says, What about the faceless? Were you after? Well, I'll be honest, the two that we captured didn't seem to didn't seem too worried that they'd been captured, seemed to think they'd be on the streets the next day. The city guard, on the other hand, seemed to think differently based on some information that Cyrus gave me. I have reason to believe that you, much like almost anybody in this town that isn't involved with the city guard, knows a bit about that. Well, if we're going to be blunt, let's just say it. Akita, your girlfriend was captured. We know you're involved with the faceless. She takes another drink and takes a deep breath and says, Who are you working for? Everyone. (laughs) That's pretty much true. That is quite unfortunate. For I don't have any information to give to everyone. That's fair enough, but I imagine it won't be very long until the city guard come by. They probably will press you for information a bit harder than this gentleman and I might, and I can be a little bit more mm, subtle about what I pass on than they can about what they pass on. Roll persuasion. All right. Uh, 19. She takes another drink, puts the glass down, looks up off into the middle distance before refocusing on Arden and says, Arden, my business is my business. Claire's business is her business. I do not interfere in her affairs, and she does not interfere in mine. I have no doubt that all the king's horsemen and all the king's men will come riding in here, but they will not find anything of note here. The only thing of note here was Claire. And if what you say is true, then she has placed her fate in... Well, she has placed her fate somewhere that I know nothing of. And that is her business, but I hope she will come back to me. That is all I can say. Nikita, speaking as someone who has been around the block a few years and as Cyrus yes Cyrus yes. how old are you well, I am 72 how old are you Nikita I am an elf I am 137 so you should be wiser than me in this situation yes and I have been here longer well I can tell that you are resound in your decision is there Speaking as someone who has loved and lost, is there a message you would like me to give Nikita? I don't s- expect the gods are going to let you see her anytime soon, but 
I'm sure I can. I would just want Claire to know that I trust her implicitly. That is all. I can do that. If you would like to set up an extra scene, we are more than willing to oblige, especially during the festival. Our business gets extremely prosperous during the festival, so if you would like to reserve a room, I would recommend you do that now. What do you say, Arden? What's your kink? <laughs> oh, you reserve a room with that lumberjack you like so much. I'll pass. Anyway, I thought that just about anyone in this town would be more intelligent and would know more about what was going on than the guards do, but that doesn't oh. appear to be the case. So let's go you're look elsewhere. Arden, Arden, dear, you're not wrong. I'm just not the one to give it to you. Do you know who might be? No. Fair enough. I don't doubt that, what was her name, Claire, will give us any inform any more information than you have, but... Probably not. She is quite forceful. I'll tell the guard checked here and found nothing, nothing of note. That is appreciated and will not be forgotten. Nikita, before we go... I know my friend is a bit terse, but we are not your enemies. We're not in line with the guards, but we have many people, as he said. We work for a lot of people. Until I have uh, proof of who you are truly working, I cannot make that assumption nor judgment. You understand. That is fair. However, Coriander's Kiss is always open for your business. Ooh, I think it's a bit too early in the day for that right now. That is true. I do have a flower shop that I need to make sure that everything is still growing. Until next time. Thank you. Until next time. And she puts the bottle of wine away, finishes the glass, and essentially all but walks you all the way out the door and closes it behind you. As soon as the door is closed, I turn to Arden. My plan would have worked. Your plan would have been the most awful thing that I have ever experienced <laughs> in my life. Listen, I wasn't going to actually have you hide in the closet. But once we got in the room, things would have gone to business. I find it's easier to ask people straight questions directly. Well, your direct approach did not get us anywhere this time. She knows plenty, everybody knows plenty other than the city guards. As I said, choose a business. I'll look around what other businesses are there, other than a flower shop. If you want to meet back up, uh, Vim and Jarrell have a list of businesses. Let's see, before we, before we investigate, let's see if the others have come up with any clues. Back to Journey's End? Well, I suppose if you'd prefer that. Or we could just go by the precinct. I would definitely not prefer to go to the precinct. Come on, I'll buy you a drink. I'm going to say that through uh, malleable geometry, you could walk past the cafe on the way to Journey's End and see Vim and Jarrell sitting there. Vim is pretty easy to spot out in a crowd. Yes, that looks like a tiefling. Let's stop over there. We found them. Hello.
what have you been discussing and what drinks do you have? I'm probably destroying a bread thing again. It's a bread thing because it's not recognizable what it was before. Oh yeah, it was it probably started life as a croissant or something similar. Right now it's like lots of tiny shreds and like a cup of tea. Vim is intently watching the bread thing be made oh while <laughs> drinking the same uh, frou-frou layered drink she was the day before, and it's in the same kind of cup. Oh no. And as, as they see their friends approaching, uh, Vim will wave and and say, Oh, um, what, what an interesting surprise. It looks like uh, Cyrus and Arden are coming on over. And they'll bring your drinks out to you. This is my favorite part of this entire city. <laughs> I don't think I've been here before. What is this bread thing? I think it was a croissant. <laughs> Arden eats a little bit of it. She just like take part of my bread thing. Whoa. <laughs> no, he handed me a bread. I think I got handed a bread. Oh, thing you also too. bought a bread thing. Got it. Oh, you have to make your own bread thing. Oh, you have to make your own bread thing. No, the joke about the bread thing is that I order a croissant and then Jarrell is nervous, and so they tear it to pieces and roll the pieces in the little balls. This is like the second or third time this has happened. When no. you said they, you sit there for a while and they come out and like give you a bread thing, I was like, okay, what is this bread thing? <laughs> well, hello. Well, we did some digging at the precinct and our friend Rowan is having a fun little meeting with our friend Jimmo. Ah, so he's still looking into us. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. He is incorrigible. We thought that we would step away for a moment to rest our eyes after looking through some of the boxes to get drinks before heading back to the precinct. We actually have a a number of new crates full of information to sift through. That's wonderful. Our expedition was less fruitful. I took Arden the Coriander's kiss. And Wait, I, what? Yeah, well, I, we were going... Jarrell looks up at the sun. <laughs> it's it's the middle of the day. <laughs> it was business. The woman who stabbed Vim was actually uh, a, a lover of... So, I don't know. There was significant other of Nikita, one of the establishment. Wait, workers. what? Nikita? Do you know Nikita? Well, I think so. It's an elf about this tall, and mm-hmm. I don't know, I described Nikita. Yes. Oh, she works at the flower shop here in town. Well, either way, she's not going to give us any information about her. her... She's not going to give us any, in, any specific information that could come back and bite her personally. To say the least, virtually everybody in town that isn't involved with the city guard knows something about the faceless. For instance, the owner of whatever this establishment here is, I'm sure we could ask them something and they could tell us at least more than any of the city guard. So, it's funny you say that. There are, um, there are a number of businesses around town that have um, open investigations associated with them and we went ahead and took all those cases with us because maybe they're tied to the faceless and there's something going on at the Fresh Duck, but we haven't had time to read the case file yet. Or rather, Jarrell hasn't. So you have these five crates with you? Oh no, Henry's keeping an eye on them. 
They're definitely sitting in a pile outside of Rowan's office, and we've been probably gone for like 20 minutes now. Okay. Well, I'll look for a staff member nearby. (laughs) One of the waiters walks over. Um, Human, man, brown hair, fairly nondescript. Doing the waiter thing of walking by and saying, do you need anything? Yes, I would um, like something sweet, preferably with coffee beans in it. And is the proprietor around? Um, one coffee-based sweet thing. Would you like the same coffee-based sweet drink that this one is? And he motions to Vim's drink. I'll nod in approval. Okay. And, and Cyrus would like one as well, so that there are three total cups of the same kind on the table. I don't like that, sweet. What are you talking about? Cheryl rolls her eyes. I'll have one. <laughs> Give me an empty cup. I want just an empty cup. An empty three sweet coffee drinks and an empty cup coming right up. Uh, let me inquire after mm-hmm. the manager. And then he disappears I'll glance over at Cyrus and say, this time I'll do the talking. (laughs) Turn my back to Arden and I look at the other two. So what's our next plan? Do we have to go back there to that horrible place? Well, we did leave a bunch of files out. We should probably at least go look at them. But I don't think that should take very long. Well, I... Hmm. I have an idea that's been rolling around in my head for a bit now. I admittedly don't like it, but it's worth throwing out there. When's the last time we got to do something we liked? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Vim looks down uh, at her belt loop where the cup she stole is. You have it with you at... Oh my god. God. (laughs) She's been carrying it on all day. She loves this cup. Uh, Wait, isn't this the cup you stole from this very store? Correct. Yes. Technically, she did put what she thought was a quote-unquote appropriate amount of money down on the table before walking away. (laughs) Criminals always return to the scene of the crime. That does seem to be our group's calling card. So Vim kind of like looks towards the general direction of the bougie part of town, sighs softly and says, As Jarell and I were looking through the documents, it, it seems that Rorit is a name that keeps coming up. You might remember the, the Dragonborn who we saw at Journey's End a few days ago. Well, it turns out Rorit was suspected of killing Witherheight, but then turns out they were buddies and Rorit had an alibi. This is particularly interesting in light of, um, me and Cyrus's escapades last night. You see, we um, strolled through the tent city to inquire as to where Witherheight lives. I, I thought there was someone there who might know where he's at. And as it turns out, Witherheight currently goes by Indigo, and Indigo is staying at Rorit's mansion. We could just sidestep all of this asking around and going to businesses and just go find him. Yes, I think it might be worth our while to maybe, like, take note of all these, but go to the source, so to speak. I think you're absolutely right, Vim. So we don't even need to ask around. We could just 
go right to their leader. It seems that way. I mean, I've been I've been putting off going to see this man for as long as I can, and I don't hate the idea of spending the afternoon playing along with Rowan and following up on a few more leads and maybe having more information in our back pocket, but yeah, I think maybe it's time to go seek him out. Well, I feel bad for calling on the manager now. It's at this point that the waiter comes back with a middle-aged woman who has graying red hair, and she says, My name is Cornelia, and uh, Aaron here told me that you wish to speak to the manager about something. Uh, yes, I did, but it turns out that I found probably a more fruitful way of getting what I needed, so I apologize for calling you out. All right, uh, very well. Um, if you require anything else, uh, don't hesitate to ask Aaron. He's very good at his job, um, and a very good coffee maker, um, as Aaron puts the three coffees in front of you and an empty cup of the same make in front of Cyrus. Oh, uh, yes, thank you so much. We, we have been very much enjoying ourselves here. Glad to have customers enjoying uh, our confections. Our confections. Let me know if you need anything else. And she disappears back inside. And Aaron parrots the customer service phrase of, let me know if you need anything else. And goes back inside, too. Cyrus is just staring at his empty cup, confused. I... I don't remember any of that, Vim. I mean, I remember it, but I couldn't recall it to save my life. Holy crap. I need to get some... I need to get start taking my medicine again. That's scary. I can't even remember one night ago. He's also a businessman in the area. And isn't he involved in organizing this entire festival that's coming up? Doing a play, I believe. He is the one who's organizing the play on the second day, and... There's two days of the festival, so the second day is the last day, too, and that's when the play is. I don't blame you for a moment, Cyrus. There was uh, a lot to happen in the last couple of days, but maybe we can get a few more questions. Maybe maybe we can finally get answers to some of the questions we've been rolling around. Seems worthwhile. Hopefully they won't mind too much about us having beaten up their allies this morning sort of par for the course for this town, so maybe we'll just tell them we're trying to fit in. <laughs> All right, well, you said you would like to go armed with more information. Um, what do you think we need to know before we go, Finn? Do you want to go back to the precinct and look back through those boxes, or go ahead and put them back for now, or...? Uh, you're better at interrogating inanimate objects than I am. I don't think I would be of much use at the precinct. I mostly just want to know what's happening in this town. It might be worth taking the boxes and seeing if we can convince Rowan to let us take them back to Journey's End, but you know what? Maybe I've been dragging my heels for long enough. We know where Indigo is, and we know he'll have answers. Maybe we just go and talk to him. Alrighty. We should probably put those files back for Henry's sake, at least, so... And I kind of want to know what happened with Jimmo. <laughs> Take our drinks to go. When you get back to the precinct, there is the uh, Wii U Wii U wagon <laughs> sitting in front of it. 
Oh my goodness. We leave for five minutes. Well, how long were we gone? 20 minutes? A very disgruntled wee wee officer <laughs> and <laughs> Rowan are having a discussion out front. You see that there is another person in a wee wee uniform. Yep. Is that just like what it's called in this realm now? The I don't know what it's called in this realm. The fire department. <laughs> Ye old fire department uniform. The door to the precinct is propped open. And in fact, the five crates are like outside. And you hear Rowan saying, I believe this is all just a horrendous misunderstanding. <laughs> Henry, Henry jumped to the conclusion that just because he smelled smoke, there was a fire. The um, old fire department turns to the four of you approaching the building and says, uh, if you could uh, stay back a few steps, we are not quite done searching the building to determine that there is no fire going on. Oh, oh, no, um, sir, no worries at all. We just came to pick up those crates, which you have so neatly stacked outside for us. We can get those out of your way and just be on our merry way. Rowan sees, looks up to the four of you, rubs his both of his hands all the way down his face and says, please just take the crates. <laughs> all right, well, good luck with... Jarrell sort of waves their hands at at the at the truck and at everything going on. Of uh, whatever this is, <laughs> please just bring them back. That's all I ask. Of course. Uh, Good luck. It would be awful if uh, the building were damaged by a fire. You wouldn't want to lose any evidence in your investigations. Oh, I'm very aware. And you see down the street at this point that. Uh, Joran, Joran Mirne, Captain, is walking down the road, his pace picking up as he sees whatever the crud is going on around the precinct. And Landon is several steps behind him, just kind of surprised at everything. And Rowan seems utterly distracted at this point that the captain has returned to this awful, awful mess. Right, well, we'll just get out of your hair, or whatever. Um, have, I hope the best, the rest of your day goes a little bit better. Oh, thank you. Good luck. And, uh, come, come calling if you know anything. And you all head off. So it's not, like, super hard to find Rorit's estate. You could either, like, wander around the bougie part of the city and eventually run into it, or you could just, like, ask probably anyone that you know pretty well. As has become readily apparent, Arden is not a man who is afraid to just ask directions. Yeah. So, like, as soon as we get anywhere close to the right part of town, Arden's going to stop the first random passerby and be like, Hey, we're looking for this person's estate. It's somewhere around here. Can you point me in the right direction? We hear they're putting on a play and we want to audition. They say, oh, yeah, of course. 
presumably like on your way you drop the crates off at journeys and um, yes yeah yeah okay so you get to that part of town and it you find the first like food vendor that's there and ask them where the estate is and they say oh yeah it's you know, up the road past the old Witherhite estate just a few more blocks further and you follow that road on up and the house that is before you it does not have a fence like the Arendale estate does it's three stories very square in build it's not as elegant as some of the other houses and there's no guards. There's just a large set of whitewashed French doors. And that's where you find yourself standing as we close off for the evening. Thank you for listening to this episode of Little Realms. If you like the show and want to stay up to date, make sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. You can also find us on social media, on Twitter, at PodRealms, and on the web at www.littlerealms.com. Make your journey be successful, and we'll see you next time. Remember, there's no lies you can't get out of by telling more lies. Thank you for listening to this episode of Little Realms. If you like the show and want to stay up to date, make sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. You can also find us on social media, on Twitter, pod realms we also have a website www.littlerealms.com may your journey be successful and we'll see you next time the wonderful music you hear on little realms is possible due to royalty-free music and content creators such as tabletopaudio.com freesounds.org and kevin macleoid creator of incomputech.com royalty-free music licensed under creative commons by attribution license 3.0